I just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Michelle. I'm Kirsten. And I'm back with my story time. My last story time of the Switch. Yep, yep. And, and it'll be my turn. Yep. And um, last episode, if you listen to our last uh, story time episode, I don't know why I just stuttered so bad. <laughs> uh, I've been watching it. I've been watching Bill on it too much. You know, he stutters, but... <laughs> Anyways, um, last episode I did It Chapter 1. We kind of did, like, a movie recap. And it seemed like quite a bit of people liked it because just within the first few days it had 170 downloads, so... Nice. Um, if that's something you guys like, let us know. Yeah, so I'm going to do Chapter 2 because I said I would last week. And I actually enjoyed the movie. Um, if you guys have any movie suggestions that you would like us to do, um, let us know. Mm -hmm. It's going to be my turn to do story time for the next four weeks. So if you have any movies that you want me to watch and talk about, just let me know and I will do them because I honestly, as of right now, have no idea what I'm doing for the next month. (laughs) So yeah, let me know. So, let me just start off with saying that it made 473.1 million in box office. Wow. And the budget was 79 million. So, they definitely made their money back. Yeah. It also has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb and 62% on Raw Tomatoes. Nice. Yeah. So, it came out September 6th of 2019. Nice. And this is part two. I'm pretty sure I already said that, but I just want to double check. It, chapter two. Yes. So, I'm not going to do a recap on the last movie, so if you there haven't seen it. There's just too much. Yeah, just go go listen to that episode, or if you want to, go watch the movie. It's actually pretty good. Okay, we're watching the trailer, guys. BRB. BRB. Yes? I used to live here. Won't you come in? It's the least I can do. Is it like you remember? Cleaner. Well, you feel free to look around while I get the water boiling. Your hair is a turbine. January embers. music. I do apologize. It gets so very hot here this time of year. It's fine. Well, you feel like you could just about die. (laughs) But you know what they say about Derry? Hmm. No one who dies here ever really dies.
But tell me, how is it being back in Derry? It's good. Strange. Strange? Oh, my. I had some cookies in the oven before you came. Stay right there. I shouldn't no. impose. I'm gonna... No, 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 no. I insist. Your photos are lovely, Miss Kirsch. Are these your family? My father came to this country with $14 in his pocket. What did he do, Mrs. Kirsch? My father joined the circus. always daddy's little girl what about you are you still his little girl beverly are you this meeting of the losers club has officially begun we can do this but we have to stick together creepy pretty creepy every time we watch the trailers it always like makes me feel like i'm sitting in a movie theater and for I sure miss it so much <laughs> i need to go to to the movies and like see a really good really fucking scary movie i want to go see where the crawdads sing austin said we could go it just came out july really? 15th really mm-hmm. so um anyways so Start out the movie, Beverly's floating and Jordy's in the background screaming like, you'll float too, you'll float too. Mm-hmm. That thing freaks me out. Every um, time. Then it goes back to them by the quarry and Beverly talking about what she saw when she was floating. Mm-hmm. And Richie says, am I handsome as an adult? And Beverly tells him he grows into his looks and he goes, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Stanley asks about himself and Beverly just says, oh, you're like now, but taller. <laughs> and then we see them doing the blood oath to come back if it's not dead. And then Mike's kind of narrating the story. And we see Derry. And it shows the drain. And we hear kids screaming. And then it cuts to a carnival 27 years later. And these kids are playing a game. And it's like this grown man that's playing with them and it's where you shoot the water into like whatever like the target or whatever and Mm -hmm. but this one you it's a clown Mm -hmm. and you fill up the clown and the balloon like fills up and whichever one pops first is who wins right so there's a little girl her name's vicky and she's upset she didn't win so the guy's like oh do you want the prize here you go and i actually had that happen to me when i was a kid i didn't win and somebody gave me the prize and i got like this huge moon it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Anyways, um, then his boyfriend walks up and he gives him a hat he won. Mm-hmm. And they just start walking away from the game and this kid comes up from this group. Like I said, the bullying in these fucking movies is like Ruthless. traumatic. Yeah. And he knocks the drink out of the guy's hand and 
um then it shows the group watching the kid like the bully group and he says hey you got a problem f word i'm not gonna say the f word we all know what the f word is towards gay couples i'm not gonna say it Mm -hmm. obviously this group is homophobic like i don't really have to think i have to go yeah so the guy that won the game his name is actually adrian i believe and he goes meg ryan called and she wants her wig back i don't know who that is but burn adrian burn (laughs) um so he's the one wearing the hat his boyfriend gave him the hat okay so the couple walks off to the bridge and they're talking about moving to new york and then that group the homophobic group surrounds him and says well they don't want anybody thinking that they allow fairies in dairy which mm-hmm. i don't like another f word that we shouldn't use yeah in this situation right so the group starts beating up adrian and holding down his boyfriend um well the kid that knocked the drink out of his hand earlier steals the guy's hat and the main guy in the group is like punching adrian bloody and like the kids laughing about it Mm -hmm. so the main guy in the group is like give me the hat and he's like it's my hat the kid is since he stole it from him Mm -hmm. and he's like give me the damn hat and they put it back on adrian and they throw him over the bridge and we see his boyfriend like screaming for him and um then it shows adrian waiting in the water he's kind of like spitting water out of his mouth and like kind of drowning at this point a little bit like Mm -hmm. he's just trying to stay above the water Mm -hmm. and then we see it his first appearance in the movie we're not even very far into the movie and we're already seeing him so right like opening scene yes so we see the boyfriend run down like down the side you mm-hmm. know, if you see a bridge, sometimes there's, like, a dirt, like, hill you can run down. To get to the water. Yeah. And he runs down to the water to find Adrian, and all we see is, like, the hat floating in the water. Mm-hmm. And then the boyfriend looks across the water, and the other side, it is holding Adrian. Mm-hmm. And it rips Adrian's heart out right in front of the boyfriend, and then there's red balloons everywhere, and it's gone. So... Then we see Mike for the first time. He's laying in bed. He's listening to the police scanner and they're talking about what happened. Okay. So then it goes and to Mike. He's rushing to get to the bridge. And Obviously, then, he knows, like, yeah, because he's been on. following the police scanner for a long time. He stayed in Derry. Mm-hmm. He sees the remnants of a red balloon in a bush. And then he also sees something written in blood under the bridge. And it says come home come home come home yikes so then we see bill he's in this trailer and he's on a laptop okay and it appears he is supposed to be writing something but it only has like the title on the page like he's stuck yeah and a woman comes in and she's like oh we need you so he's a writer Mm -hmm. and he walks into this movie set okay and it shows a woman and we hear someone say like hey your husband is here so he's married to this woman okay um and the director comes down on one of those little thingies the little arm thingies Mm -hmm. you know that they sit on yeah they can direct Mm -hmm. and he's like the film needs an ending so we can obviously think okay bill was trying to write the ending to this movie and um He's like, you know that, right? Like, it needs an ending. Like, it has to end. Yeah. And his wife steps in and is like, you said you would be done with the pages. You only needed another day. And we're shooting this tonight. 
like, and the pages aren't done. So the director, like, cuts in again and is like, everyone calms down. Everyone calm down. Like, I want you to be happy with the movie. And Bill's like, well, the way my book ended, because now we see that this movie is based off a book he wrote. Okay. And the director's like, the ending sucked in your book. Like, the book was amazing, but everyone hated the ending. And Damn. Bill's like, you said you liked the ending. And the director's like, that was a lie. Oh, yikes. And then he looks to the wife. He's like, you have my notes. And then he goes back up on the arm thingy. And Bill looks at his wife, which we find out her name is Audra. Oh, I like that name. And he's like, notes. You hate my endings too? And she's like, oh, I don't hate all your endings, but this just... She's like, do you want me to keep lying to you because I'm your wife? And he's like, so you've been lying to me for the past eight years, and I thought you were somebody else. And she's like, sorry, I just keep saying like. It's okay. Bill says, everyone wants a happy end and closure, but that's not how life works. So he wants to stick to the original ending with his book. And I'm sorry, it doesn't matter if you're married to somebody. Even if you don't like the ending, you're mm-hmm. you're supposed to be supportive of them. For sure. And supportive of their vision. So, like, yeah. Like, if I wrote a book and Logan told me that he didn't like the ending, I'd be like, what the heck? Like, yeah. You're supposed to write. You're supposed to support what I write, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. Yeah. I mean, I, they can have their own opinion. From. They yeah. can have their own opinion, but they don't have to be a dick about it. Like, they right. can say, well, I did like the book that you wrote, but the ending just wasn't my preferred ending. And that's okay. They're allowed to have their own opinion, right. even if they are your husband or wife. Right. But. And if and if his point in, in the ending was mm-hmm. that it's not always happy in the end, mm-hmm. okay. That's what so he wanted. be it. Like, he's yeah. right. Not, not everything ends in butterflies and flowers. Right. And so she's like, well, what the studio wants. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you were management. Yeah. And then he says, why can't you just play the part how it's written and be the woman I want you to be? And I feel like he's playing off of that by, like, he liked Beverly. You know what I mean? And maybe he doesn't remember that right now because the basis of this movie is these people don't remember Derry. Mm -hmm. They don't remember pretty much anything that happened at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like it has, like, oh, I want you to be Beverly vibes. So they don't remember what happened? Not right now. 27 years ago. Yeah. So, she's like, fuck you, Bill. And then my Bill gets a call, and it's Mike. And he's like, Mike who? And he's like, Mike Hanlon. He says, you need to come home. And Bill is all of a sudden looking down at his hand where they did the blood oath. And he sees the scar. Um, Does Mike remember? Since he stayed he in stayed, Derry? Yes, he remembers everything because he stayed in Derry. So, he's like the source of everything. Yes. Okay. So, then we see Eddie, and he's, like, weaving through traffic, and he's getting yelled at by a woman named Myra. I think it might be his wife. Um, She's telling him it's not safe to be out there while the roads are slick and all this other crap, which makes me think of his mom from part one. Because mm-hmm. Eddie was the one who was a um, Sick. germaphobe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sick, quote-unquote. Okay, I get it. And he's like, my job is to assess risks. It's more likely I get in an accident because I'm talking to you on the phone. Like, I have to go. So he hangs up on her. She calls back and says, you didn't tell me goodbye and you love me like you usually do. And then we see an incoming call on his screen from Derry. 
says Derry, Maine. Mm-hmm. Myra says, say I love you, Eddie. It gives me vibes from his mom, remember? She yeah. used to be like, give me a kiss yeah. before you leave. Yeah. He says, okay, I love you, mommy. <laughs> because he's like, yes. he has that trauma from his mom. Yeah. So that, and the message or the call coming from Derry, I think he has that split second of he remembers. Like, yeah. Like he went back and it was him from 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. She's like, what? And he corrects himself, hangs up on her. And answers the call from Derry. And we know it's Mike. Right. Eddie gets hit by a taxi. Yikes. Yeah. Because Mike is like, oh, you have to come home. Like, and then Eddie gets in an accident. He gets T-boned by a he's taxi. He's like, pro- probably because he's like stunned. He's yeah. like, what? Mike's like, are you okay? Or are you okay? And then we see Richie. And he's throwing up over a balcony. And there's a guy there asking him if he's okay, and he was like, you are you were fine two minutes ago, and who, what was the call? Where was the call from? What kind of call did you get, basically? Mm-hmm. And we see that he's holding the cell phone in his hands. And the guy's like, you're on in two minutes. Richie says, I'm fine, walks in. This guy's like, get him a bottle of water, and Richie's like, no, I want bourbon and a mint. <laughs> and we find out Richie walks onto a stage, and he's a comedian very fitting yep he's performing in front of a crowd and it seems like he gets distracted by a memory he remembered and then the crowd's like you suck and then yeah anyways it cuts to ben Mm -hmm. he's in a meeting with these big wigs in like a corporate setting he's remote the rest of them are in an office and he has his wallet open, and we see the yearbook page that Beverly signed. She was the only one to sign it. Aww. And he's had it in his wallet this whole time. Oh, and this is Ben? Yes. He starts to get a call from Derry. We know it's Mike. We now go to Stanley. He's doing a puzzle, and his wife is scheduling, like, a trip okay. of some sort. She's like, okay, I booked it. Like, we're ready. We see him get the call from Derry. We know it's Mike. Stanley's like, how long has it been? And Mike's like, 27 years. Mm -hmm. So we know, you know, it's time to come back. It was mentioned in the first part that Mm -hmm. uh, Pennywise comes back every 27 years. Yes. Which is an odd number, but whatever. For sure. (laughs) And Stanley says, it's come back, hasn't he? And Stanley asks if he got to call the others and if they're coming. And Mike asks, well, how soon can you be here? And you need to be in dairy by tomorrow. So then we see a scene of Stanley getting in the bathtub. And we click back to some memories of them by the quarry, like the group of losers. Mm-hmm. And we see him say, I swear, Bill. And it cuts to the memory of Bill cutting Stanley's hand. Because he went around and cut everyone's hand with mm-hmm. a piece of glass. It cuts back to him in the bathtub. And we can see that his wrists have been cut. Like, it doesn't show it, but, like, his hand is over the bathtub, and his, there's blood dripping down, and there's mm-hmm. blood in the bathtub, and there was, like, I think we see a package of razor blades. So, okay. trigger warning for that. If you don't want to see that, don't yeah. watch the movie. So, so now this we, is Stanley? Yeah. Okay. So, now we see Beverly. Her phone's buzzing. We know it's Mike. Mike's like, you promised Beverly, like, you have to come back. She's like, I don't remember... He tells her, don't you find it odd how you can't remember things that most people should about where they grew up or who they are or why you have that scar on your hand? 
and he tells her, no one else remembers, but you guys all have to come back. So, we see her packing her stuff to leave, and then all of a sudden, there's a man standing in the doorway, and he asks her, like, what's going on? And she tells him, oh, I got a phone call from my old friend, and I have to go back to my hometown. I don't think she actually tells him where it's from. He's like, oh, you don't have to explain yourself. I trust you. And then she goes to walk away and he like grabs her arm like really tight. Mm. And it gave me vibes from her, her dad. dad. He says, um, I don't understand why you would lie to me. And I heard you on the phone with a guy named Mike. Everything in a relation, like trust is everything in a relationship. Right. He's like, you're a bad liar and you're going to stay here and show me what you were going to do with Mike. And he grabs her by the neck and, like, slams her against this china cabinet thing. Yikes. And he's like, no one else is going to love you like me. (laughs) She scratches his face and he grabs a belt and, like, starts whipping her with it, hitting her with it. And then he hits her in the face. And he starts, she, like, falls on the bed. He starts pulling his shirt off. Mm -hmm. And then she kicks him in the face. She falls while she's trying to run away. He runs towards her and she smashes a lamp on his head and she grabs her bags and runs out the house. He's screaming after her, telling her she's nothing without him, and she leaves her wedding ring on the pillar out front. I would too. So, as she's walking down the street, we see the drain again. It cuts to the quarry and there's like a huge rush of water that bursts out that pipe that they were going into Mm -hmm. to find Georgie at the beginning of chapter one. And it has blood mixed in it, and there's bodies everywhere. Some of them are decomposed. But then we see Henry pop out of the water, and he's, like, screaming for air, Mm -hmm. basically. And so we know this is back 27 years ago. So there's a lot of back and forth. Henry was the bully. Yes, Henry was the bully that was going after to kill all the losers. Mm -hmm. So we know this is 27 years ago, because Mm -hmm. it's younger Henry. Gotcha. Um... We see him walking home, and the police are at his house because he killed his father in part one. So, the police are like, get down. He's like, I'm not done yet. And the police get him on the ground, like, kick his leg out from underneath him. And he keeps saying, I gotta kill them all. I gotta kill them all. Because it told him he had to kill them all. Nice. The police hit him in the face, slam him on the ground, put him under arrest for murdering his father. And we see a red balloon floating in the air. I forgot that he murdered his father in the first part. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. And so it starts to pan out and we see Henry in a mental hospital. And the red balloon is now floating outside the window. Oh, that was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And he looks over and he sees the balloon. He starts laughing. He goes up to the window, jumps on it, is like freaking out. And um, he's slamming his hands on the window and the... Like, not the guards, but the people that take care of people in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Not really sure exactly what they're called. They grab him up, take him to his room, and they're like, stay in your fucking room. Mm-hmm. And he looks out the window and the balloon is gone. It was following him the whole time. He would look through each room, you know, because in a mental hospital, there's multiple rooms next to each other. He would look over and he kept seeing the balloon. But then he got to his room and it wasn't out the window anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, he hears like this creaking noise and he it pans to his bed. And he lifts it up, and there's this huge red balloon under the bed. And he's, like, trying to pull it out from under the bed, and um, all of a sudden it pops, and it's Patrick, the other bully 
that got ate by it oh yeah in chapter one but he's all decayed and like missing teeth and stuff right so he like starts crawling towards him all creepily very weird and then he pulls out Mm. henry's father's knife that he was worried about in the beginning and the one he also killed his father with Mm -hmm. so he gives him the knife and then we still we see bill showing up to a restaurant he's back in dairy he comes into a room and mike runs up and hugs him and he's like losers gotta stick together right Mm. bill looks confused because he's starting to remember things you know because he's back in dairy yes and then eddie walks in and we hear him telling the waitress i'm allergic to gluten and if i eat a cashew i could realistically die of course and then he sees mike and bill and then we cut to beverly and she's walking up to the restaurant and she stops at the door and ben walks up behind her and he goes is there a password or something and she turns around and she's like confused and he goes new kid and she's like, oh, my God, Ben. And they have, like, this cute embrace. And then there's a little scene where it cuts back and it shows Beverly signing Ben's yearbook. Like, we all know that happened in part mm-hmm. one. And then we see Richie walk up and he's like, you two look great. What the fuck happened to me? <laughs> and then they all embrace. And then they go in. It shows them all sitting around the table, having a good time, drinking, making jokes. Um... They start talking about how Ben got hot and lost a few pounds. Mm -hmm. And then they're all kind of wondering where Stanley is. And they all start remembering, like, a little bit at a time, some things that have happened. Richie is making jokes on Eddie, just like they did in old times. Um, And the server brings out fortune cookies. She sits in the center of the table. Beverly and Bill are talking about his movie. And Bill is, like, talking about how weird it is that they all started remembering everything. And they all start talking about when Mike called, they got really nervous. Mm-hmm. And Bill asks, like, why they all felt like that. And Mike tells them something happens when you leave Derry. The farther away, the hazier it gets. But he never left, so he remembers all of it. And I think that part was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then we see Beverly say, Pennywise. And Bill says, why are we back here? Mike starts bringing up how it is back. Everyone is arguing. And then Ben calms everyone down so Mike can explain what's going on. Mike says, we made an oath to take it down and finish him for good. Eddie opens up his fortune cookie and it says could. That's all it says. Richie says guess and Mike says it. And then Bill starts trying to put all the fortunes together. And Mike says, it's a message. There's more fortunes than that, but it only shows those three. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, like, arguing about the message, and Mike is saying, like, what does this mean, or whatever. And Beverly is just sitting quietly, like, with this look on her face, and she puts the fortune down, and hers says, Stanley. And the fortunes, they figure out what the message is, and it says, guess Stanley could not cut it. Yikes. And Eddie is like, why does it say Stanley? And something bangs on the table and a fortune cookie flies out of the bowl. And some weird baby fly mixed thing starts to hatch out of the fortune cookie. And everyone's freaking out. And all the fortune cookies are starting to hatch into different stuff. Like one's an eyeball and another one's like a bat wing. And it's weird. 
So then blood starts pouring out of the bowl and we hear like music playing Mm -hmm. and Mike starts telling everyone like, it's not real. It's not real. And he's like banging a chair on the table and it cuts and show that everything is normal. So we see what everyone else sees, not what they see. So it's like, everything's normal. There's no blood or anything. She's like, is everything okay? And Richie's like, yeah, can we get the check, please? <laughs> like, they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. So they're walking out of the restaurant, and there's a little kid who says, hey, Richie. And the kid says, fun's just beginning, right? Well, Richie starts freaking out on the kid. He's like, you think this is funny? Fuck you. I'm not afraid of you. And the kid says, it's a line from your act, dude. I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> Richie... All of a sudden, he's like, oh. And then he's like, do you want a picture? And the kid's like, I'm good. (laughs) And Beverly calls Stanley's wife as they're walking out of the restaurant. And um, Stanley's wife said he passed away by cutting his wrists in the bathtub. So, that's when we really find out what happened, for Mm -hmm. sure. Like, we had an idea before, but it wasn't, like, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Richie is telling everyone they should leave. And Mike's trying to get everyone to stay together. Because as long as they're together they can kill it right eddie's like i'm with richie and ben asks beverly if she's okay and beverly's like i'm heading back to the townhouse are you coming it's the place that they're basically all staying Mm -hmm. and mike is begging bill just look at look at the information i have please like you you can be more you're more than welcome to leave once we're done but please just look at the information that i have look like let me prove it to you yes so it cuts to a baseball game. We see that little girl, Vicky, from the beginning. And her mom's like, you're the one that wanted to come to the baseball game. And all mean to her. And she looks down. She has a lightning bug on the stuffed animal that Adrian actually gave her at the mm-hmm. beginning. It flies away. She's following it. And it goes under the bleachers. She's still following it. Then out of darkness, we see white gloves catch it. And then it shows Pennywise. This dude. He says, hello, Vicky. Is that what your friends call you? Vicky? How did I know that? I guess I must be your friend too. And Vicky says, If you're my friend, why are you hiding in the dark? You're not my friend. You're scary. She starts to walk away. Pennywise starts to cry. She's asking him, like, why are you crying? And he says people always make fun of the way he looks. And he was hoping she would see him and be his friend. And she has a pretty big birthmark on her face that like covers her whole cheek Mm -hmm. and she tells him people make fun of me too so he's playing on her emotions obviously pennywise tells her he can blow the birthmark away but she has to get close enough to see his face she's like i won't make fun of you i promise and he tells her to come closer and he will blow it away on the count of three He's counting and drool. He's drooling while he's counting, by the way. And he goes, one, two. And then it's silence and she goes, you're supposed to say three. And he bites her face right where the birthmark is. And the crowd at the baseball game starts cheering. So nobody hears this. Right. So then we see a security guard. He's like watching dog videos while he's working. And he sees something in the camera. And, um, he, like, opens the door, and it's, like, kind of like a prison door, so they're back at the mental hospital. Okay. And, um, when he walks up to go around, like, the security office to see the door and see who's walking, it's a guy, and he's completely covered in blood in the front. Like, he's bleeding out of his neck. Okay. 
and then the guy falls to his face and henry is behind him with the knife and he goes boo oh yikes and we see henry escaping the mental hospital not good there is a car waiting for him and it's that car from the beginning of part one that he's driving like mm-hmm. during his childhood that all the bullies are in mm-hmm. like all the losers know the car and patrick is driving the car but patrick's dead yes he died in part one mm-hmm. he got ate by it right but it's like his decaying body is like right. driving this car that's crazy yeah and the losers meet again at the townhouse ben sees beverly she's she like goes behind the bar and starts making herself a drink and ben tells her whatever it is you're afraid to tell me tell me right now and ben's asking about stanley he tells her you knew how stanley died and how he killed himself and ben's like begging her to tell him what's going on Mm -hmm. and she says she saw it and she saw all of them die when she was floating yes and then we see mike and bill at the library and mike is leading bill into the library further and further and we find out that mike lives there mike offers yes mike offers bill a glass of water and bill kind of drinks it and grimaces kind of at the taste yeah so mike says a memory oh sorry mike says memory is everything and it does not want them back there but mike is telling bill he knows how it started and how to kill it So, Mike shows Bill an artifact that he stole from Native Americans, and Mike tells Bill that he, like, Native Americans showed him a vision. And Bill all of a sudden is like, I'm starting to feel weird. And Mike tells him, I need you to see what they showed me, Bill. And Bill's tripping. Like, tripping. Tripping. Well, he drank the water, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mike starts telling Bill about the tribe that took him in and how it came by an asteroid. It's kind of weird. You just see the asteroid through the sky. So you assume that's how he got here. Okay. And Bill asks Mike if he drugged him. And Mike's like, it's just a root. Like, you're fine. Okay, not okay to drug people. And Bill asks him why he drugged him. And Mike shows him the artifact. And once you show each side, it's like telling you a story. So when you're on this drug or this root... It's telling you a story while you're looking at each side and oh, you see what happens. Okay. So it's showing all these visions of it, how he was basically an alien that came to Earth, and then it showed the ritual on how to kill it. And Bill asks Mike, how are we going to do this? Everyone already said no. Mike tells him, with you, they will listen. And this ritual will not work without all of them. It cuts back to Beverly. She's telling everyone that night, that every night since Derry, she had had nightmares of people dying. And she's watched every single one of them end up at the place that Stanley wound up. Richie wonders why they didn't see it. And Mike says, the deadlights. Beverly was the only one that got caught in the deadlights. And... Mike also says that it got to Stanley first because he was the weakest. He was the most scared, pretty much, through the whole first movie. Right. And Mike also says, what Beverly sees will become true if we don't stop it. Mike reveals he knows how to kill it to everyone. And Beverly says they can't wait 
because none of them make it another 20 years. So if they don't kill it right now, this time, they're they all going to all be die dead eventually before it comes back. Mhm. So Bill tells everyone that everything that Mike said is true and if they want it to work, they all have to remember. So Mike takes them to the barrens to remember the quarry, the barrens, same mm-hmm. thing. So the cycle ends soon and if they don't stop it, they're basically fucked. That's right. what he says. Beverly trips, Bill catches her, and Ben is in the background side-eyeing, like, you motherfucker. <laughs> of course. And th- some of them are married. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think Beverly is in a relationship anymore. No, but Bill is. Isn't he? Yes. He's married, isn't he? But his wife is kind of an asshole, too. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't give you the right to cheat. I'm just saying, like... He's not in a good situation. No. But also... They had love when they were kids. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. It's it's supposed to be a part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I was just saying. Yeah. Um, so then I think they're looking for their old clubhouse and Ben falls through the ceiling of the clubhouse. Okay. And it shows them all the kids going down to the clubhouse and Ben building it. And then um it shows them as bad adults again and we hear someone in the shadow say, Hey losers, it's time to float. Oh, hell And they all get scared, and Richie comes out of the dark as a joke. Oh, my gosh. And it keeps cutting back to old memories of them as kids and new times. And um, I think it's Richie finds the can um, of Stanley's. He got everybody's shower caps for the clubhouse because they didn't want to get spiders in their hair. Okay. And so he goes to give Richie one, and Richie's like, we're not fucking scared of spiders, and Stanley kind of moves out of the way. Everyone's wearing a shower cap, and he goes, oh, I stand corrected. (laughs) This is when they were kids. Okay. And so they find the old shower cap, and anyways, they all basically have to get a token of their childhood. So... As they're going in the clubhouse, Mike's telling him about the ritual, how it requires the sacrifice. The sacrifice is a token, but Richie says, I nominate Eddie as a joke. Like, he's going to be the sacrifice. Oh. And Mike's like, okay, you all have to find a token or an artifact from your childhood. And you all need to remember what happens before we fought it. And there's more that happened that summer than just fighting it. Like, they had other things that happened. Right. So they need to go find the artifact alone to try to remember their childhoods. Basically. Like, each one person has to find something yep. to connect them to that summer. Yeah, in their childhood in general. Oh, okay. So Mike's like, okay, you guys all find your artifacts and we'll meet back at the library tonight. Okay. Cuts back to the scene where all the losers split up when they were kids. Um, it's when Bill hits Richie in the face and they all split up and go their own ways. And then Bill tells Beverly, like, oh, you should go home. And so the losers are split up. So that's what Mike is referring to. Like, we weren't always together right. that summer. Mm-hmm. So we see Beverly at her old apartment and an old lady answers the door and tells Beverly, oh, your father passed away a few years ago. Sorry to tell you. She's probably like, I'm good fuck. Um, the old lady invites her in. She's like, no, 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 I insist, and offers her something to drink. So Beverly comes in. The old woman's like, you can look around, and I'll get some water warmed up for tea. 
We see Beverly pass the old bathroom that was covered in blood, and all mm-hmm. the guys helped her clean it up, and she head towards her room. She sees a memory of her father blaming her for her mother's death, and he sprays her with her mother's perfume while he's, like, holding something of Beverly's mother's while he keeps sniffing it. It's very weird. Weird. Um, and he's like, you'll always be my little girl, won't you? And she says, yes, always, because it's a memory mm-hmm. of when she was a girl. Mm-hmm. So she walks into her old room and lifts up an old baseboard, and she finds a key, a box of cigarettes, and the postcard from Ben. Mm. But she doesn't remember it's from Ben yet. So we see the old lady down the hall, and she, like, runs in a weird way. Like, girl, I know. You're too old for that shit. <laughs> like, should not be moving no, that way. <laughs> already sus as fuck. So, cuts to them, old lady and Beverly having tea in the living room. This lady's really creepy. She says, like, it's been really hot this summer, and she goes, You feel like you could just about die, but you know what they say about dairy. No one that dies here ever really dies. And then she just sits there and looks at Beverly like this. Mm, With a creepy-ass smile, okay? Oh, man. And she's like, how is it being back in dairy? And Beverly's like, it's been really strange. And then the timer goes off, and the old lady's like, oh, I put some cookies in the oven before you got here stay right there i'll be right back like typical grandma type thing yeah beverly's like no 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 i'll i'll go and she's like no i insist so beverly starts looking at family photos on the walls and the old lady's kind of talking about her family and then she goes you know what my father did he joined the circus oh hell no right when she says that she sees a picture on the wall of the lady's father and it looks like pennywise in human form oh no 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 And then the music on the record player that had been playing gets really distorted. And we hear the old lady say, I was always daddy's little girl. What about you? Her, her, the old lady's voice starts getting really distorted. And she says, what about you? Are you still his little girl, Beverly? And it shows like this doorway and it's dark and you can't see anything. And then it says, are you? And like I said, it's showing the dark doorway. And then this old lady comes out. She's super tall now. And her titties are a swinging, bro. The only thing she's wearing is underwear. She said her titties are a swinging. Bro, they really were. They were like... (laughs) Her hair looks like a motherfucking troll. And she's running towards Beverly. And her face is all nasty looking. Fuck that. She's got like three mouths. But two are on her neck. And Beverly's, like, trying to run, getting out of the house. Oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, I think it shows Beverly in Kneebolt, like, the house where it resides. Mm -hmm. And the door opens, and we see Pennywise in human form, and he's talking to Beverly. Mm -hmm. He says, you haven't changed anything yet. You haven't changed the futures, and you haven't saved any of them. And at the same time he's doing this, he's putting white makeup all over his face, like the clown makeup. Like he's transforming into Pennywise. And... He says, close your eyes if you don't believe him. Close your eyes if you don't believe me. And then it cuts back to Pennywise. He cuts the lines in his face. You know, the lines that are around his eyes. Mm -hmm. And he takes his hand and he like scratches them into his face. And he starts acting like he's on crack again. He is on crack. Pennywise is a cracked out motherfucking clown. So Beverly gets out the door, slams it shut, runs outside, and... The apartment is actually run down and boarded up. What the hell? 
When she went there, it was perfectly fine. But the apartment is actually run down and boarded up. The apartment that she was just in with this mm-hmm. old lady. Yep. It was run down and boarded up the whole time. Pennywise made it look brand new. Dang. Yeah. That's fucking weird. So then it shows Richie is walking to the movie theater, which had like the arcade that he used to play in. I wish we had those now. It's so fun. <laughs> it's a rundown and the doors are covered in newspapers. There are arcades in movie theaters. You just don't see them as often now. Dave and Buster's, bro? That's not a movie theater. Oh, well, it's an arcade. I'm talking about like a movie theater arcade. Like you I see get you. that so I get you. often. Yeah. And like these, like in this time. Mm-hmm. So he sees the old arcade game he used to play, and he puts money in the machine where you could put money in the machine and you would get tokens, and that's his artifact, the token. A literal token. Yeah. (laughs) Beverly's was the postcard. Mm -hmm. Cuts back to a memory of him playing with another kid, and he beats him on the game. Him and the kids seem to have something going on. A little something-something. A little more than friendship, if that get what i'm saying oh something something they do like a handshake and they kind of linger give me your hand okay like they're kind of like they're like oh it's weird that you touched me yeah (laughs) and the kid's like oh i gotta go richie's like well i have more tokens if you want to play again like if you want to and then the old bully gang with henry walks in and the kid looks at the bully gang looks at richie and he's like stop being weird i'm not your boyfriend to richie And the gang's like, what's going on? And the kid says, you didn't tell me your town was full of fucking fairies. Oh, Lord. And we find out that the kid that Richie was playing with is Henry's little cousin. But he was saying this to Richie because he didn't want to get beat up by Henry. Right. And Henry yells at Richie to get out, you F word. And Richie runs away from the arcade and sits on the bench that we see. We see the bench quite often. He's crying, and then the huge Paul Bunyan statue that is in this square is like, you want to kiss, Richie? What the fuck? And then it starts chasing after him and swinging at him. He has, like, a fire-turning thing in his hands. It's like the metal one, kind of like the one we took camping. Like a little fire poker type thing? Yeah. Okay. But it has, like, a handle that you can grip the wood with. Okay. So, Richie closes his eyes. He's like, It's not real, it's not real, it's not real. Then the Paul Bunyan statue disappears, and then he goes, I think I just shit my pants. (laughs) Richie's a fucking character. Then it cuts back to Richie as an adult. He's looking at the Paul Bunyan statue, and Adrian walks by. His eyes are, like, white. Remember, he got thrown over the bridge, and his heart got ate by it at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. His eyes are white, and he has a cut in his face, and he goes, Festival tonight, or something, and hands Richie a flyer. And Richie looks down, and it's actually one of those things you get at a funeral. And it says, in loving memory of Richie. Remember, he had a missing persons flyer in the first yeah. movie. Now he has this. And then it shows it, and he's sitting on top of the Paul Bunyan statue. He goes, did you miss me, Richie? Because I missed you. Nobody will play with me. I wonder why nobody will play with you. <laughs> then he says, maybe we can play Street Fighter. Or maybe Truth or Dare. And then it says, you wouldn't want anyone to pick truth because you don't want anyone to know what you're hiding. And it's holding a bunch of red balloons and he's floating towards Richie, screaming that he knows Richie's secret. Which we kind of found out at the beginning there when he was playing the game with the kid. Mm -hmm. 
nobody knows richie's gay right it's his secret right and then richie's like closing his eyes saying it isn't real it isn't real he opens his eyes it run towards him and richie runs away what side side comment yeah i wonder if the boy that richie because this is young richie right this is a memory if no he's in this is old richie now it was young richie when paul bunyan was chasing him but after he opened his eyes it was gone he said he shit his pants he went back to old richie i'm talking about when he's in the arcade Oh, yes. The boy that he was playing with. Mm-hmm. I wonder, maybe, could that have been the boyfriend from the beginning? Oh, yeah, it could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Who was it? Adrian's boyfriend? Yeah. Adrian, I think, was from a different city. But, yeah, it could be. That's I a good just, point. I just thought of that. I mean, it did say... Because I don't think it really says his name. Yeah. That's either, a good point. Either person's name. Yeah. Well, it says Adrian. I mean, like, it doesn't say his boyfriend's name, and it doesn't say the kid that Richie's playing with's name. Oh, it does. I think his name's, like, Henry. But I don't, at the beginning, it doesn't say... It's Henry's cousin. Oh. It does say his name, but I don't remember it. I'm just saying, maybe it could be the same. It could be. It could but be the same. It does say his name, but I don't remember it. Okay. And at the beginning, I don't think it says that guy's name either. It was just a side thought. Yeah. So, Richie runs away, and it's, like, face is all distorted. And he's like, come back and play with the clown. Now we see Bill. He's passing a shop. He's walking by this huge window. And he looks in, and he sees his old bike, Mm -hmm. Silver. He goes into the store to get his bike, and the old man's like, can I help you? And Richie, or sorry, Bill says, I'm here to see about the... And he can't say it because his stutter is back. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a stutter at all until he got back to Derry. The owner of the shop is like, baseball card, bowling ball, banjo, beaver. And Bill finally says, fucking bike. <laughs> the shop owner says, with that language, you can take it outside. And Bill says, can we just start over and get on by the bike? Shop owner recognizes him as an author and says... Well, the bike is mine now, but you're the big author, so you can afford it. And by the way, the shopkeeper is Stephen King. Really? Yeah. Like, actual Stephen King? Yeah, he's actually Stephen King. He's, like, playing the shop owner? Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Bill asks him how much for the bike, and the shop owner says $300. You can afford it. I'll go get it. The fact that he said the big author, you can afford it, and he's actually Stephen King, who's, like, one of the most popular authors. I know. That's the funny part. The Stephen King, the dude who wrote this story. (laughs) So, Bill gets out his wallet, sees his book on the counter of the shopkeeper's store, and asks, do you want me to sign it? And he says, no, I didn't like the ending. So, that's been a whole thing through this movie, is that people don't like the ending of his book. Yeah. Bill pays him the money. Heads out of the shop. He's trying to ride his bike, stumbles a little bit, but he finally gets it. And he remembers riding it, and then he sees his old house, and he remembers Georgie. Then we see the little kid that approached Richie earlier at the restaurant, and he's living in Bill's old house. So we cut to an old memory of Bill finding the drain that Georgie died at. And he stops, 
and Bill's yelling, I know you're down there. I know you can hear me. Why did you take Georgie out of all the kids in this town? And then Bill screams, why him? And then Bill starts to walk away and Pennywise says, why? Because you weren't there, Billy. And then he starts laughing. And then we hear Georgie calling for Bill, telling him don't leave. That's so sad. And then it's Bill, but he's older again. And Georgie says, I'm still here. Help me. And then we see Georgie's hand, the yellow raincoat, and the paper boat. He says, help me, Billy. And Bill starts to reach down the drain. And Georgie says, he's coming. Hurry, he's coming. And we see Bill's hand get grabbed by a bunch of little hands. And they're like all gray and nasty. And Bill starts to get pulled down the drain. All these hands are trying to pull him in. And he gets free. And he has the boat that he made Georgie. So he has his token. Okay. So the little kid from earlier is like, what are you doing? And Bill says, if you hear voices in that sewer, stay away. Don't go near it. And the kid says, you hear voices in the sewer? And Bill's like, no, just stay away from the sewer. And then the kid says, I only hear voices in the tub, you know, from the drain. Oh, fuck no. Bill asks him what kind of voices, and he says, kids. And other times, like, uh, and Bill finishes his, sen- finishes his sentence and Finishes his sentence <laughs> and says, a clown. Mm-hmm. And the kid shakes his head, yes. And Bill tells him, you listen to me. You need to get out of this town and tell your parents. Make them never come back. Tell a lie. I don't care what you do. And the kid says, I have to get to the festival. He's like, you're being fucking weird, dude. Yeah. And Bill's like, do you understand? And the kid says, I'm supposed to be at the festival. And he goes off on his skateboard. And Bill's like, just be careful. So then we see Ben, he's walking to the high school, he walks into a classroom, and he sees an old projector, and it goes back to the memory of him getting bullied. He was asleep in this classroom, and the bullies, you know. (laughs) He turns new kids on the block on his headphones, and it shows a shadow pop up on the projector. It looks like the outline of it, but it's Beverly. And she says, what are you and your friends up to? And he tells her, those weren't my friends like Mm -hmm. and she names the band members of the new kids on the block and he's like you're gonna smoke in school and she tells him it's her secret hideout and asks are you okay and he says he worries they're not all going to be the same after the big fight with it Mm -hmm. and beverly says as long as we can still hang out who cares and she says yeah of course dummy you and me and grabs his hand ben leans in to kiss her And she says, oh my god, I meant as a friend. You think I could like someone as fat and gross and disgusting as you? Mm. So this is a Beverly. Hold on. The whole time, she keeps flicking the slider open and shut, open and shut. You can hear it in the background. And she says, no matter how many stupid poems you write, and it cuts back to Beverly and her fucking head's on fire. So yeah, it's not Beverly. (laughs) Ben gets up, he runs away. She's screaming, like, January embers, and she's screaming the poem, but it's it. That's why her head's on fire? Mm Mm-hmm. He tries to run out of the school, but there's a chain, and he sees his locker, run towards it, and hides in it. He opens up the page from the yearbook that Beverly signed. It was in his pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not real. The real Beverly wouldn't say anything like that to me. 
and then we see it he's in the locker with him and he goes kiss me fat boy and he does that weird thing where he's like shaking his head but going after him the Mm -hmm. crack part (laughs) he's a literal crackhead ben falls out of the locker it is singing nobody wants to kiss the fat boy ben tells him to leave him alone it says oh you've always been alone and Ben tells him, I do have real friends and names off the Losers Club. Mm-hmm. It tries to bite him and runs after him, but Ben runs into the teacher and it is gone. So then we see Beverly in the townhouse that they're all staying in. Ben walks in and calls for the group, and he asks her what she saw, and Beverly is like, something I wish I hadn't. Ben says, well, what happens? We just kill it and forget everything again. And Beverly says, I hope so, don't you? And Ben says, I want to hold on to the good stuff, you know. Beverly mentions she remembers being scared shitless, being cold, and then being in their tidy whities And Ben's like, well, you can forget that part. <laughs> so she opens up the postcard and says, I remember a boy, a kiss, but it's still blurry. But the longer they're here, she thinks the more she will be able to see the moment. And the more she will be able to see Bill. <sighs> Poor fucking Ben, dude. Well, because Ben wrote the note, yeah. wrote the letter, but she did kiss Bill at the end. Yes, she did. Of the first one. And sh- then she goes, I think. Like, she's not 100% sure it's Why Bill. Why doesn't he just fucking say something? Ben looks at her and she says, do you remember? And he's about to tell her. And yeah. Richie walks in. Richie's like, I'm leaving. Like, and get the fuck up out of here. Ben tells him, like, if you leave, we will all die. We have to stay together. Mm-hmm. Richie says, I'll take my chances, and we'll all die anyways. So Ben runs after Richie upstairs, and then it cuts to the festival, and he's walking down the street. He's going to the pharmacy, the old pharmacy. He says, hello, and it's the old man from before. That was at the pharmacy in part one, but mm. he's a lot older now. Okay. And Eddie tells him he has an inhaler that he got sent in, which is his token. Mm. So the pharmacy, the pharmacist, sorry, starts grabbing on Eddie's face where he has a mole. And he's like, it might be cancer or it might not. I'll go get you something for that. <laughs> like, ew. Eddie says, okay, cuts back to him as a kid. And that bully girl that's the pharmacist's daughter says, you have a tumor on your dick. That's what my dad says. (laughs) And then she, like, hands him his medicine and says, I hope your dick feels better. So then we see a memory of Eddie. His mom is calling for him from the basement. He's a kid at this point, right? Okay. So something makes a noise in the basement. He screams. We hear his mom saying, please come help me quick. Eddie's gagging because the basement is gross, and he uses his inhaler. We hear his mom still calling from him for him. We see a bunch of needles and blood bags. There's glass all over the floor, and his mom has been behind a curtain this whole time. We don't actually see her. So he walks up, and he pulls back the curtain, and his mom's all tied up to this weird table. And she says, he's coming. You have to get me out of here. And we see something chained up in the corner in the dark room. It's covered with a sheet. And his mom's like, it's going to infect me. Eddie's trying to get his mom out. And the thing on the chain breaks. And the sheet comes off. It's the leper again. Mm -hmm. 
Eddie would see in part one. He's trying to get his mom out. He can't. Eddie says he's sorry. He runs off. The leper falls over like an electric cord, and his tongue goes right into Eddie's mom's mouth. So she's infected. Mm -hmm. So the leper, Eddie, cuts to Eddie as an adult. It jumps out from behind him, and his tongue is out, and he's trying to get it in Eddie's mouth. And Eddie starts choking the leper. The leper's dying. Eddie's screaming like, fuck you. And the leper throws up all over Eddie. Ew. And then it's gone. Eddie literally says, what the fuck? And then is trying to get out. The bully girl is all grown up. He, like, runs towards the door. And she goes, push, don't pull, moron. He goes, thank you. And runs out of the pharmacy. Goes back to where they're all staying. Beverly's walking down the stairs. Eddie comes in. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? And he's like, nothing. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And he runs upstairs. Bill walks in, asks Beverly how she's doing, and she tells him Ben is trying to convince Richie to stay. And Bill says, Eddie is just scared. Beverly says, well, we, are, we all are, aren't you? And Bill just hugs her. Then they have this moment or whatever. Beverly says it worries her because that's what it wants. And Bill tells her they have to stick together. Beverly's like looking into Bill's eyes and it flashes back to when they kissed at the quarry at the end of the first movie. Then Bill and Beverly kiss. And then we see a skateboard coming down the stairs. Beverly says, should we be running? And Bill's like, this is dairy. I'm getting used to it at this point. So, the skateboard gets to the bottom of the stairs. There's, like, blood, but it's floating. And it says, won't be there for him either on the bottom of the skateboard. Mm. Um, Bill tells her it's the kid that he had talked to earlier. And then Bill says, the kid is going to the fair. Like, I have to go to help him. Mm-hmm. Beverly's like, wait, let's get the group together so you don't have to face it alone. And then Ben rushes down the stairs. Um, Ben asks Beverly, is Bill leaving? Bill takes off. Beverly tells him, like, he left. I couldn't stop him. So then Ben says he got Richie to stay. But we see Richie come out of the back entrance and he gets into his car to leave, actually. So he didn't get him to stay. Then, we see Henry's old car parked right next to it. Oh, here we fucking go. So, Eddie's, like, talking to himself in the mirror, washing off the vomit. So, he, like, puts the mirror back in its place, because it's, like, an old medicine cabinet mirror. The ones you can open and shut. Uh Uh-huh. And Henry's behind him. And he goes, it's your time, Eddie. And he stabs a knife through Eddie's cheek. Eddie is literally like, why? And Henry tells him, it says it's his time. And it's time to float. So Eddie starts backing into the shower and he shuts the curtain. Henry's laughing. And Eddie stabs Henry through the shower curtain. Henry falls back. And the shower curtain comes off the pole. And Eddie says, you should cut that fucking mullet. It's been like 30 years, man. (laughs) And then he starts calling for the group. Beverly and Ben run upstairs. Eddie tells him, Henry was in my room. Ben runs upstairs to see the window broken out and sees Henry pull the knife out of his chest while he's standing in the parking lot. Then we hear the memory of him being cut by Henry, and Henry runs to the car, 
Patrick is his getaway driver, we assume. We don't see him, but car's running, so. Somebody's got to be in the dri- yeah. in the driver's seat. So, we see Bill at the carnival. He sees the kid. The kid's going into the clown funhouse. Bill's running after him like, kid, kid. And we hear a spooky laughing. And Bill's, like, going through the funhouse. And one of these clowns hits him. It's, like, going back and forth on, like, a pole. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to, like, go through it or whatever. But it hits him. So, um, we get to the mirror part of the funhouse, you know, where you walk through all the glass panels and try to find your way through. And we see the kid. And Bill's trying to call for the kid. And then we see it. And the kid's name is Dean. So we see Dean again, and he's trying to... Bill's trying to get to him through the mirrors. He's almost to him. He's, like, on the other side of the pane. Mm -hmm. And then we hear a licking noise. And it is on the opposite side of Bill. So Dean's in the middle. Bill's on one side. It's on the other. And Bill tries to tell it, like, take me instead of him. Take me. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it starts breaking the glass by Dean with his head. He's on his crackhead shit again. Like headbutting the glass. Yeah. And Bill's trying to break the glass on his side to get to Dean. Mm -hmm. So he can't get to him. It breaks the glass and we see blood splatter all over the glass. Yikes. So Bill did not get to Dean in time. Fuck. So then we see Richie. He's driving by the old place where Stanley used to go to you know, read the, is it the Torah or the Quran? I can never mm-hmm. remember. I don't remember. Anyways, um, they're honoring his passing that day. And then when it cuts to Stanley as a kid giving the speech at his bar mitzvah, and it shows a cut of Ben walking away from Bill, Beverly crying at the quarry, Richie carving his initial and a plus sign into the wooden bridge, and then a clip of all the kids in the photo booth. So it's like showing memories. Mm -hmm. Stanley says, I will always be a loser and I know I fucking will be. He drops the mic. He walks out. (laughs) Richie stands up and starts to clap, but his mom like pulls him back down. And then it cuts to Richie. He's an adult again. He's sitting on one of the benches. We see Mike at the library. He's waiting on everyone and a book falls off the shelf. And it shows the clip of when his house burned down, like um, a newspaper clipping. Mm Mm-hmm. And it shows his parents burning and pulling on the door while calling his name. And then Henry is running after him and Mike, like, smashes him through a table. Henry punches Mike, picks up the knife, and says, You should have burned Mike just like your druggy parents. And then Henry gets stabbed in the head by Richie. And then Richie's like, I guess that was long overdue. And then he throws up right next to Mike. And then Ben asks Richie if he's alright, and Richie is like, no, I just fucking killed a guy. So, Henry is dead. Yeah. Everyone's at the library at this point besides Bill, and Mike calls him, and Bill tells him about what happened to Dean. And Mike says, come to the library so they can go with the plan, and Bill says, I'm going to fight it alone. Well, because, um... Bill is Georgie's older brother, mm-hmm. so I feel like Bill already feels like he failed because Georgie died, 
and then this he other was kid. trying to save this kid and this now this kid died and he yeah. couldn't save him either so he's like you know what fuck this i'm going to fucking murder this dude basically yeah so mike talks about the ritual and how it needs to be all of them not just bill so they all head to nebel which is the house where it resides um bill pulls up first he's alone he walks up to the door um and then everyone shows up and they're like we're going together and bill's like no it was all my fault because i wanted to find georgie if i never would have done that we never would have been in this and beverly's like well we're not asking and then they're all saying we have to stick together and bill says richie said it best when we were here last richie says i don't want to die and bill's like no not that and then richie says you're lucky we're not measuring dicks. And then Bill says no. And Richie then says, let's kill this fucking clown. And then he says it again more serious. He's like, let's kill this fucking clown. So they all go into the house. They see blood coming down the stairs. And Richie says, well, I love what he's done with the place. I love Richie. He's I know. hilarious. And then Beverly says, beep, beep, Richie. Just as like a joke. Weird. So Ben and Beverly were in another room. And the door slams, and we see that the H is being carved into Ben's stomach. Mm. Richie, Eddie, and Bill are shut in the kitchen, and they, because they were going towards the basement mm-hmm. where it's the well is where they have to go down. Mm-hmm. So then the fridge starts to shake in front of them, and Richie is like, "That can't be good, right?" And the fridge door opens, and it's Stanley as a kid. He's all contorted up in the fridge, and his head falls off Yikes. and rolls out. And he says, I would still be alive if it wasn't for Bill. And it cuts back to Ben getting home. Oh, home at last is what's being carved in his stomach in the other room. Okay. And then Beverly and Mike are in the room with him. Beverly sees in the mirror. They both see it. And it is starting to slice Ben's throat. And... Beverly goes and breaks the mirror, and Ben looks down. It's all gone. Nothing was being carved into his stomach. <laughs> uh, we cut back to the kitchen. Stanley says, Richie, what's happening to me? His head starts, like, growing these bug legs and shit. Oh, no. And Richie says, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so the head starts chasing Bill and Richie, and we hear Pennywise's laugh. So Eddie's, like, in the corner. And they turn to ask him if he's okay. And we see spit, like, dripping from the ceiling. Ew. Richie shines his flashlight up and says, oh, there he is. Oh, my gosh. The bug thing head, Stanley's head thing, jumps down on Richie's face. And Richie's like, get it off me, get it off me. Bill's trying to pull it off. And Eddie's, like, froze. But Bill is trying to convince him to grab the knife instead of just standing in the corner. Mm Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Ben rushes in, stabs the head multiple times with the knife. So he kills whatever it was. Um, Beverly and Mike rush in, and Bill throws Stanley's head against the wall. And Richie starts breathing, and Bill is like, Eddie, he could have died, like, come on, like, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. And Eddie tells Bill, please don't be mad, I was just scared. And Bill tells him, that's what it wants. Do not give it to him. Mm-hmm. We see Ben walking to the basement, and then we all see them 
we see all of them going into the sewer. And Eddie says, gray water. <laughs> Just like from yeah. chapter one. So we see the old pile of toys and Ben's like, oh, this is where it happened. Me- meanwhile, like the water is like all the way up to their necks. Like the water has gone up quite a bit since they were there last. And there's like this little wooden thing that they can go on to. Well, Pennywise says Beverly's name. Beverly turns around. Ben's like, what is it? Um, Beverly says she thought she heard something. And that old lady pops out of the water. Titty swinging and everything again. Titty swinging. And she takes Beverly under. Um, they leave Eddie by himself. He's literally about to cry because everybody dives in the water to get Beverly. Mm. And they pull her up. And she comes out of the water. Richie asks Mike, like, where do we go from here? And they find where it rests. It's like a little circle in this wooden, like, board. Mike opens up the hole. I spelled hole wrong. (laughs) And he just hops right in. And Ben goes in next. Eddie's like, I can't do it. I almost let let Richie die. And Richie tells Eddie he had a moment, and that's okay. And he's braver than he thinks. And so, Eddie is the weakest right now. Yes. Okay. So, Beverly hands Richie something and is like, it kills monsters if you believe it does. And then she goes down the hole. So, we see all the losers climbing down the hole. They go deeper into this cave and Mike tells them this is where it hides. And Eddie's like, has this all been under dairy forever? And Mike tells him, just a few million years. Mike tells him that it can only be attacked in its true form. And Richie says, I hope it's a puppy. (laughs) And he's like, I'll just shut up. So Mike tells them it's light. It's the dead lights. That's its true form. Mm. And light must be snuffed out by darkness. Right. He has the artifact that it has to be trapped in. It's like this basket with the lid type deal. Mike lights a fire in it and tells them they have to burn their artifacts. Bill pulls out the boat he built with Georgie. And he has his inhaler. Beverly has the postcard from Ben. Ben pulls out a page from his yearbook that Beverly signed and admits that he kept it in his wallet all this time. Richie has the token. And Mike has the rock that they hit Henry with in the first part. Um, And Eddie brought Stanley's shower cap that they had showed earlier in the movie. Because they have mm-hmm. to have his token as well, even though he's dead. Right. So they all grab hands, and Mike starts, Mike starts to talk about the ritual, how the first step was the reunion, the second step was the gathering of the tokens, and what they're doing now is the final step. So the deadlights start to come down. Uh, Mike says, don't look at them, because you'll like go into that trance. Right. Um, and Mike tells them they all have to chant, turn light into dark. So the deadlights go down into the artifact. Mike slams the lid on. But a huge red balloon starts to come out of the artifact. Not good. So it gets like massive and then it pops. And everyone's like muffled. Like a bomb going off basically. Mm-hmm. And then um, Pennywise pops out behind some spiked rocks after the group gathers together. And tells Mike to tell everyone why the ritual didn't work. And then it says, why don't you tell them that? It's just a, what did you say, Eddie? A gazebo? 
Mm-hmm. And it tells the group that Mike never showed them the fourth side of the artifact and what really happened to the tribe that tried to trap it. And they all died. They didn't get to kill him. So then they're all yelling at Mike and cussing because he lied. And then the deadlights come out and Bev's like, don't look, guys. Then it says, for 27 years, I dreamt of you. I craved you. Oh, I've missed you. Waiting for this very moment. Like in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And he's like a huge bug at this point. Everyone is telling Mike to move back. And it tells Mike, time to float. And his head turns into like this sharp thing. Mm-hmm. And Mike says, I'm sorry, guys. And right at the last second, Ben tackles him out of the way. It starts chasing them all around and dividing them up. They're all trying to run and hide. Bill jumps into water and he gets stuck. And then Beverly and Ben get trapped at a dead end. Bill's about to drown, but gets air right at the last second back in his old basement. Richie and Eddie are running, and it gets, like, this extendo arm, and it has a mouth at the end. What the fuck? And, yeah. Eddie and Richie come to the doors we saw in the chap- in chapter one. They say, not scary at all, scary, and very scary. So it cuts back to Beverly and Ben, and they get pulled in opposite directions through the air. Beverly ends back up in the stall where we saw her in the very first movie. Mm-hmm. The door slams and locks in her face. Ben ends up in the old clubhouse. Eddie and Richie, at this point, are trying to figure out which door to go in. Eddie's like, not scary at all. And Richie tells him, they're flipped. It's just fucking with us. Because remember, in the first movie, they went in very scary. Mm -hmm. So, or no, they went in not scary at all. Sorry. I know what you meant. Well, he opens up the very scary door. And it's Betty from the first movie. She asks about her shoe again. And Richie turns the light on, and it's her bottom half this time. And her legs are running towards them. <laughs> Richie is like, he is not fucking with us. So they go to Not Scary at All, and it's a Pomeranian. Nice. Eddie says, no way am I falling for this shit. And Richie, make it sit. Then Richie says, I know your moves, you little bitch. <laughs> Eddie is like, Richie, it's gone, man. Because its arm is gone. The mouth is no longer there behind mm-hmm. him. Richie tells the dog to sit. And they say, good boy. And then it morphs into this scary ass dog thing. Mm-hmm. And Eddie says, next time we just go with regular scary. And Richie says, next time? And they're like <laughs> running back towards it where it was. So then it shows Bill in his basement in the water. And it shows younger him walking downstairs to the basement, like we saw in the first movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Georgie is saying stuff, and younger Bill admits, like, I wasn't sick, I just didn't want to play that day. And Georgie starts screaming, you lied and I died. Mm -hmm. So older Bill tries to tell younger Bill it wasn't his fault, but older Bill turns and Georgie's right there, yelling in his face. His face is, like, deformed and stuff. You lied and I died. Yep. And Bill takes Georgie and holds him under the water. It cuts back to Beverly. She's still trying to get out of the bathroom stall. And then it cuts to Ben. The clubhouse is, like, starting to break down. Then in the bathroom, we see the girl that bullied Beverly say, I smell you. They're, like, trying to slam in the door. And Mm -hmm. their faces are in the door, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
and then the pharmacist says, you smell like Lois Lane, and then it says Henry, or then it's Henry, and he says, here's Johnny, and then there's, like, a really sinister laugh. Like in fucking The Shining. Yeah. Here's Johnny. So, the clubhouse is still coming down on Ben, and then blood rushes into the bathroom where Beverly is, and it starts filling up. So, the clubhouse breaks, and the dirt is piling on Ben. Ben sees it at the opening of the playhouse, and he says, all that success, all those sit-ups, but deep down, still just a fatty, fat, or fat, fat, fatty loser, and you always knew you would die alone. So, all those people are still pounding on the door in the bathroom where Beverly is, and then her father is saying, just open up the door, while it's still, like, filling with blood. Mm-hmm. And Ben starts calling for Beverly. He's telling her, don't listen, where her dad is at the door asking if she's still his little girl. And she says, not anymore. And then she hears Ben, so she's like, Ben? Ben starts saying the poem. Beverly starts kicking the door down from inside the stall. She finally kicks it down. The blood drains away. And she says, Ben, underneath her, covered in dirt. Um... She reaches for him, pulls him out. They're back in the cave on the floor. They never left. It was just it playing with their minds. Right. She says, January embers. And Ben says, my heart burns there too. It's about damn time. Beverly says, it was you. And Ben smiles, but then we hear Pennywise in the background. We see Bill again. He's facing his younger self. And younger Bill has the bolt gun from the first movie. Mm Mm-hmm. He tells him he deserves to die and puts the gun up to Bill's, older Bill's head. And older Bill says, you are the best big brother there ever was. Younger Bill says, no, we killed our little brother. And older Bill says, not you. Just because you didn't want to play on a rainy day one time does not make it your fault. Younger Bill pulls the trigger, starts laughing, but it doesn't work. Tries again. Older Bill grabs the gun and said, it never ever did. And he shoots his younger self in the head. And we know at this point that it's it. Right. He starts coming after Older Bill. They go underwater. Older Bill comes back to the surface at the cave. So he never left. So Mike is still hiding. He sees Bill come out. And then Pennywise jumps in between them and says, Miss me? And Mike tells him he's not afraid. Pennywise grabs him up and says, I know what you are. You're a madman. And then Pennywise gets hit in the head with a rock. And it's Richie. Richie says, hey, fuck face. (laughs) Pennywise throws Mike against the wall. And Richie says, you want to play truth or dare? You're a sloppy bitch. Yeah, that's right. Let's dance. Yippee-ki-yay, mother. And then right before he finishes, he gets caught in the deadlights. Oh, fuck. We see Richie rising and the deadlights swarming behind its head. (laughs) So it's weird. But Eddie says repeats the thing that Beverly said to him. He says, this kills monsters if you believe it does, and he throws the stake at it. And he also says, beep, beep, motherfucker. (laughs) So it hits it right in the mouth where the deadlights are. And Eddie goes up to Richie to get him up. He's like, I killed it, I killed it, I think I got it. And then everyone is screaming for Eddie, and it kills Almost kills Eddie. It basically stabs him while he's on top of Richie. Dang. So there's like a pretty good size cut in his chest. Mm-hmm. 
and it is trying to get them inside the cavern, like, back to where he's at, because they're inside this, like, deep cavern, so he can't get in there. He's too big. So, Eddie's, like, talking about how he almost killed the leper with his hand around his throat, like, he thought it was gonna die, and it made him small, like, the leper shrinked, and Mike says, again, all living things must abide by the laws of the shape they inhabit, which is something he learned from the tribe. Mm-hmm. Bev says they have to get to the entrance of the caverns to make Pennywise small again so they can kill him because he can't get out of the cavern without being small. So they make a run for it besides Richie and Eddie. Richie is sitting with Eddie and it is still detra- distracted thinking they're in the cavern. Um, then they put Eddie down for a minute. Eddie tells Richie he has to tell him something, and Eddie says, I fucked your mother. (laughs) So then everybody makes a run for it again, besides Richie and Eddie. It sees them and blocks the exit. Ben's like, any plan B? And Mike says that there's more than one way to make someone small. And Beverly says they have to make him believe he is. So they all start making fun of it, and he starts to get smaller. So they're basically bullying him. Yep. At this point, it is pretty small. They've been calling him Clown, and he keeps saying, I'm Eater of Worlds, and they're like, you're a clown, you're this, you're that, you're just whatever. Um, Richie breaks its arm off, Mm -hmm. and then they just keep repeating, Clown, Clown. Mike pulls out its heart. It says, look, you, look at you, you're all grown up, and then all, the whole group squishes the heart. And the deadlights come out, then it starts to break into little pieces and float away. The deadlights disappear. Now he's floating. They all embrace, and then Richie remembers Eddie. He goes up to Eddie, and he's dead. Dang. Richie is trying to say he's okay, and they have to get him out, but everybody's like, come on, he's dead, we have to go. Because at this point, everything's collapsing. Um, Richie starts to hug Eddie, and he's like, we can still help him. And the group has to pull him off of him, and they start running. The hideout is completely collapsing, including the sewer. They all make it out. The Nebel house collapses and, like, gets sucked into the earth. And Richie is still screaming for Eddie. So now we're back at the quarry. They're still adults. They're all jumping in, like in the first movie, but this time to clean up. And Ben says, you know what? Eddie would have hated this, guys. And they're all talking about Eddie and how they're cleaning themselves in this dirty water. Mm -hmm. And then they're all just reminiscing. And I think Ben goes, right, Richie? And Richie's crying. So they're all embracing him. And he says, oh, thank you. I don't have my glasses on, so I don't know who these people are. Everyone laughs. And he says he can't find his glasses. And everyone's swimming around looking for them. Well, Bev goes up to Ben. She's like, look, they're right there. I see him." And he goes, I don't. And she, like, dunks him in the water. He gets the glasses. He goes to swim up. She pulls him down in the water and kisses him. That's right. I said, my man Ben finally gets the ending he deserves. It's about damn time. So then we're back in Derry. Everyone's walking down the main road. Beverly looks at her hand and the scar is gone. And then they look in this window of the shop and they see reflections of themselves as kids. 
And they're all kids again bickering with each other. And then flashes to Bill. He's an adult. And he's writing the beginning to his new book. Mike calls him saying, I thought I would check up on you. Bill asks Mike why they aren't forgetting like last time. And Mike says maybe it's because it's dead or they have more they want to remember than to forget this time. Mike says he's finally getting out of dairy and asks Bill if he got the letter. Bill's like, what letter? Mike's like, you will know when you see it. Mike tells him to read it and call him any time and that he loves him. So we see Mike close the history of old dairy, the book, and walks out of the library. And then we see Bill. He opens his letter from Stanley. Stanley says he killed himself because he knew he was too scared to go back, and if all of them weren't united, they would all die. So he took himself off the board. Dang. To give them a better chance. Mm-hmm. Richie stops by the old bridge that he was carving his initial to and the plus sign in, and we see him finishing his carving that we saw earlier, and it says R plus E. Aww. He loved Eddie. He had a thing for Eddie. Yep. That's why he was so upset. Yep. Oh, that's so sad. Then it shows Ben and Beverly on a boat. Oh. And he's like, how'd you sleep? And she's like, I slept good last night. So she finally didn't have a nightmare. Good. After all these 27 years, she finally slept without a nightmare. Good. And then Mike is pulling a bookmark out and it says has like the pictures of all of them in the photo booth Mm. that it showed earlier and then it shows them all riding their bikes as kids and we hear stanley in the background says the thing about being a loser you don't have anything to lose be true be brave stand and believe don't forget we're losers and we always will be and that's the end that's good i know what a cry i'm sitting here like of all people like why is richie getting so like why is he so emotional over eddie dying like of like they're in the middle of like they're all trying to survive yeah like why is he so upset because and all the other people all the others are like come on like yes it sucks he died but like if we don't get out we're gonna die too yeah and he's just like so beat up because he had a thing for you i know did you realize that when you watched it for the first time no, I don't think I did. I don't think I realized it. Because I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. I don't think I remember him being gay at all. Richie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was kind of a hidden thing. Yeah. Well, guys, if you've come this far... Whoa. I don't know what just happened there. If you've come this far, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We hope you guys liked it. I hope you enjoyed if you have any movie suggestions, tcstpod at gmail.com. Or just, like, DM us on, like, Instagram yeah. or Twitter or anything. Do that, too. Like, That's those are open. Boom. That's open, too. Just please DM us or whatever. Uh, message us on Facebook. Yeah. Storytime ideas for movies, for stories of cases. your own. Any case ideas, just hit, a, hit us with them hit us with them go subscribe to our socials if you haven't already subscribe to our patreon please and leave us a review we are now on amazon music and we are on good pods so if you listen on those we're there yes 
and pretty much everything else yeah i think the only thing we aren't really on is pandora but yeah it's whatever nobody really uses pandora i don't think i don't know if you do you're cool too it's all good yeah thanks for listening see you later see ya bye